show aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, and welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root. Thank you, Arabelle, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. In my main topic today is woke versus anti woke culture wars. Other topics include tutoring, voting rights, payrolls, and more. But first, you can help support this show by visiting dakotarustler.org and clicking on the donation link or the merchandise link. As Arbel will tell you during the advertisement break, this helps to pay for the podcast hosting site the Dakota Rustler website, research, and more. In addition, please subscribe or follow on whatever media you choose to listen to the show on. Now, let's get started with the first half of the show called Tidbits. Number one, the U.S. seeks tutors. The U.S. is seeking 250,000 tutors to address the pandemic learning loss. So does this mean they unknowingly admitted that it was a mistake to shut down schools because there is a learning loss? The new three-year push will be led by the American Corps and the Department of Education which, by the way, should be completely eliminated. The federal government has no business being involved in schools. That should be on the state and local levels. What works in Buffalo, New York, is going to be completely different than that which works in Buffalo, South Dakota. Students, on average, are two to four months behind in reading and math as a result of educational pandemic rules. Biden is also proposing using $122 billion of the American Rescue Plan dollars to provide high-quality tutoring, summer learning, and enrichment, and after-school programs. Or in other words, government indoctrination. I repeat to all parents out there, if you possibly can... Send your kids to private schools, homeschool, or do whatever it takes to keep your kids out of the government concentration camps. They will be far better off for it in the long run. The last few decades have given us nothing but candy-ass, overly sensitive whiners that can't face any adversity. And yes, parents, you're buying into it. Grow up and take charge. Number two. U.S. oil reserves sent overseas. Months ago, Biden announced the release of oil reserves to supposedly bring down the cost of filling up the gas station. While prices have dropped somewhat from their record highs, why are we exporting supplies to Europe and Asia? Well, we all know why, but reserves are designed, or at least supposedly are, to cover emergency situations with fuel here in the U.S. Other countries should have to fend for themselves, especially when the whole world is having issues. 
Reserves are now at their lowest level since 1986, when the population and hence usage was much smaller than it is now. One million barrels per day are being pulled from reserves. Not all of it is being shipped overseas, but at least some of it is going to places such as India, which is defying Russian sanctions by buying up Russian oil. So why do they need ours? Another cargo ship is headed to China, who is doing the same thing, buying from Russia. So why are we sending anything there? Even with refineries running near peak levels, as much as 97.9% in the Gulf Coast, crude inventories, different from gasoline reserves, are at their lowest since 2004. Imagine what a hurricane could do to disrupt things. Number three, the U.S. Justice Department is suing the state of Arizona to block a state law that requires proof of citizenship for some federal elections. Why? What's wrong with having to prove you are a citizen in order to vote? The answer, nothing. If half a million people from Russia or China show up on election day, should they too be allowed to vote since the Fed doesn't want ID requirements? Again, unlimited stupidity is on display. If one has to show an ID to buy cigarettes or beer or an AR-15 or any of a host of other freedoms we supposedly have in this country, it should certainly be required for voting, which next to being a parent, is probably the most responsible thing a person can do. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled, however, in 2013 that states could not require ID for those who use a federal form to register. So Arizona replied by by only allowing voters who use a federal form to only vote for federal candidates, not state or local candidates. So... Based on the past SCOTUS ruling, why did Arizona even pass such a law? Uh, I kind of hate to admit it, but legally, I'd say the Fed should probably win this one. Even though I see the principle as being completely wrong, ID should be required for all elections involving any government position. If you're not a citizen, you should not be allowed to vote. Number four. Does a day go by when Ukraine isn't pleading for more weapons and more money? We send them money by the scores of millions seemingly every week that passes by, but it'll never be enough for Zelensky. The quicker this war is over, the quicker the world can return to normal. The less money we send them, the quicker it will be over. I find it ironic that for the last 70 plus years, we have done nothing at all to contain Israel from conquering more and more Palestinian lands to the point where the Palestinians have been confined to less than 30% of the area they once had. But when Russia tries to take back what they claim was theirs, all of a sudden we scream and holler, foul! The hypocrisy is appalling. Support the aggressor in one, but the opposition in the other. Here's an idea. Let's quit worrying about countries halfway around the world and start taking care of our neighbors who have plenty of their own issues and could use our help. Number five. Payrolls increased by 372,000 in the month of June. 
a surprise to some, but not to others. Let's just say that I'm mildly surprised. Wages also increased at a steady clip, but not enough to match inflation. With more jobs comes more spending, which will likely increase demand and keep inflation higher than anyone wants. This is another sign that interest rates need to continue to climb, at least until supply catches up to demand. In addition, the number of people working part-time has shrunk to a 21-year low. Hopefully, this is not bad news for me as my intention is to call it a flooring career at the end of October and work part-time. The job increase could also be a sign that we will avoid a recession as the numbers have been over 350,000 for four straight months and we are now just half a million shy of pre-pandemic work levels. Surprisingly, the only surprisingly, only the government has failed to make up the difference in jobs and that by the way is a good thing. The less government jobs the better yes and with that it's time for a break take it away or a bell i'll be back in 50 seconds for all things dakota rustler related please visit dakotarustler.org the website contains links to media sites, a merchandise store, and a button to donate to the show. Your support helps to pay for expenses of production, as well as research time. Feedback is appreciated, and comments or topic ideas can be sent to the email address listed on the website. Sponsorships are also available if you have a business to promote. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Just a reminder, this podcast can be heard and or seen on Audible, Buzzsprout, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Spotify, and Telegram, and perhaps a few others. I'm not exactly sure where it all goes out to. Today's main topic is woke versus anti-woke culture wars. The GOP and red-leaning states are fighting back against companies that are, more or less, claiming woke status by taking liberal stances on topics such as gun control, climate change, diversity, and other democratic positions. Is abortion the next topic in line for the woke companies out there? There are at least 44 bills and or proposals in 17 conservative states aimed at targeting policies by such companies, which can also include LGBTQ and vaccine issues. Two examples are West Virginia and Arkansas, who quit using BlackRock due to its climate stances. Texas has sidelined financial institutions such as J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and Goldman Sachs due to boycotting fossil fuel energy companies and firearm companies. J.P. Morgan went from doing $3.2 billion in muni bond investment business last year in Texas to a mere $210 million so far this year, less than 10% of last year. 
Smaller businesses that remain quiet, on the other hand, are gaining business. Retaliation against banks are at the top of the GOP wishes, since banks are the foundation of business capital and therefore can cost the state millions in tax dollars if businesses do not locate in their state. Now companies are beginning to take stances on a recent abortion ruling by considering paying the expenses of employees for travel to other states in which abortion remains legal, which of course is against GOP ideals. However, I think that's mostly a financial interest to the companies because if they pay for your abortion, they don't need to pay for you to take family leave, call in sick during, you know, when your kids are sick or any of the other so-called hassles you have of raising a kid. So it's all about the money, you know, don't let them think they actually care about you. Lest you think this is just a GOP culture war, it is not. Democrats are playing the same game too. Washington, the state, proposed a climate resiliency fee for companies funding fossil fuel projects and usage. California is proposing banning pension funds from investing in fossil fuel companies. So what we have is businesses and states, both red and blue, wrecking havoc with people's retirements and other financial interests, all in the name of politics and political correctness. Shame on all of them. So I can't help but ask, how long will it be until people are being subjected to social credit scores where not being politically correct, whether it be left or right, will dictate how successful one can be? I don't know about you, but I have mixed opinions on such behavior by various businesses and governments. First, as a libertarian, I support businesses being able to enact whatever policies they wish to enact, barring obvious discrimination against things one cannot control, one example being race. If those businesses are sole proprietorships which do not file as government-endorsed corporations, I certainly support their right to do so. Some of you may recall a podcast in which I stated corporations do not have the same rights, or at least should not, as individuals do, but that's something I'm not going to get into today. On the other hand, I think it's completely stupid for businesses to take stands on social issues. In the past, companies such as Kmart and Walmart have decided not to partake in gun sales. If it's a liability issue, I understand it. However, these decisions are almost always done immediately or shortly after a major shooting incident. As a company, why would you want to turn off individuals who may be longtime customers of yours? For the same reason, why would you, as a customer, demand that businesses you frequent take social stands? Them doing so may result in boycotts by other customers, reducing their revenue stream, which in turn could be a reason to close down shop in your state or locality. I can guarantee if they leave, you will be the first to complain that they're gone. Back in 1989, when another gentleman and I tried to get a payroll company started, we paid for some advertising in a local school sports program, hoping business owners might see them. John, who was my cohort, well, he wanted to include a Go Crusaders statement in the ad because that was the home team we were placing the ad in. 
I suggest that we put good luck to all participants instead. That way we don't turn off parents or put them off, you know, we don't put off the parents of the opposing players. He said, smart idea. We want everyone as customers. 19 years later, when I started my own flooring store, I wouldn't even give discounts to senior citizens. Why? Because when you give one group of people a discount, you have to raise the price to others to make up for the lost revenue. I told every customer that everyone gets the same price because it's the only way to make sure everyone gets the best deal possible. This is why store phone apps irritate me to no end. If you really care about all of your customers, give them all the same deal. Not everybody has a smartphone, and not everybody wants every detail of their life to be digitized. Quit playing favorites. It's discriminatory, in my opinion. As for governments taking stands, again, mixed opinions. What is more important? Making sure businesses are treated equally or making sure individuals are treated equally. Take the proposed California pension plan as an example. Pension plans should be run to give benefactors the best retirement funding possible. If investments in fossil fuels are burgeoning and providing lots of return on investment, then such investments would be smart to make and should be made. Not doing so is detrimental to pension fund customers, which in return may result in more dependence on government in one's later years. With abortion, it's a different story. It's more about perceived rights and less about money. If one can get to another state to participate in what is legal in that state, be it abortion or, say, gambling, no other state should be able to arrest them upon their return. The activity took place elsewhere, not in the illegal state, nor should they be able to arrest anyone who helped them. Do we find a gas station for selling the gas that enabled a person to travel to another state to gamble, take medical marijuana, or get an abortion? I would certainly hope not, or businesses will cease to exist. Where do these silly rules end? This whole woke versus anti-woke BS needs to end. It's great to have your own opinion and do business with who you want, etc. However, if businesses were smart, the CEOs would keep their beliefs to themselves and treat all customers as being important and say so. They should state that they will not cower to the latest political fads. I want my entertainment to be strictly entertainment. I want my business dealings to be strictly business. I don't care what some actor, actress, or corporate executive thinks. If Walmarts quit selling guns because they fear litigation, so be it. But if it's just to be politically correct, count me out until you grow a pair. Of course, I don't shop Walmart anyway, so I don't care. But the rest of you may. With that, it's time to call it a podcast. You know the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their affiliates. Any unauthorized use of this show is prohibited. Until next time, have a great day, and don't forget to subscribe.